is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys. Today, we're talking about dad bods. So some of you are like, all right, what's a dad bod? So here you go. I'm going to take us to an unbelievable intellectual level here, and I'm going to be reading to you a definition from UrbanDictionary.com. So here we go. A dad bod. That is a male body type that is best described as softly round. It's built upon the theory that once a man has found a mate and fathered a child, he doesn't need to worry about maintaining a sculpted physique. If human bodies were cuts of meat, the dad bod would skew more marbled ribeye than filet mignon. Or if human bodies were sea mammals, dad bod would be more like a grazing manatee than a speedy dolphin. The dad bod is more mudslide than mountain, more soft serve than sorbet, more sad trombone than clarinet, more mashed potato than skinny fry. The dad bod is built for comfort. So there you go. So uh, here's the thing about dad bods. So if you hadn't heard of dad bod before then, uh, you're caught up to speed, but I'm pretty sure most of my listeners are familiar with what a dad bod is. And some of you, uh, you're familiar with it because when you look in the mirror, that's what you see. And so here's the thing about dad bod. Dad bod is a euphemism. That's exactly what that is. And it's a euphemism for fat guy or out of shape. Like, like that type of thing. And so, so up front, let me just be real clear about what I'm saying and what I'm not saying. Um, I'm not talking about guys that are bad bodied and maybe, maybe, you know what, what I'm talking about here, but there are some guys that are just incredible athletes or they're really in fantastic shape, but genetically they don't have an impressive body because we see the same in the reverse, right? We see people that, you know, haven't you know, lifted a weight their entire life, haven't ran a, ran a mile in their whole life combined, but they have an eight pack. They're just ripped out of their minds. Just genetically, they're different. Like they've never done a calf raise in their entire life, but it looks like they have two cantaloupes on the backs of their legs, right? It's just that type of a thing. But <clears throat> let's just be honest about what we're talking about is we are talking about people that are out of shape. We're talking about dudes that are not taking care of their bodies. Typically, you don't get a dad bod. You don't get that soft round shape <clears throat> if you're taking care of yourself, if you're dieting, if you're exercising, those types. Types of things. So the thing that I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like our culture has given credence to this type of a lifestyle. Because let's be honest, a dad bod is not necessarily just a result of something. It's evidence of a lifestyle that you're leading. Because again, the overwhelming majority of people that have bad bodies, it's because they've gotten themselves there by the choices that they've made, the things that they've chosen not to do, right? But the, the reason why I think culture has really exacerbated why so many people think that this is an okay lifestyle and an okay body to have is, you know, fat guys are funny, right? I mean, think of Chris Farley and, and different people in comedies and things like that. The fat guy's just kind of funny. Oh, you know, his belly's sticking out of the bottom of his shirt. And oh, look, he's he's grabbing his stomach. And how many times do you see it at a football game? You see a guy in the crowd, he's got a shirt off and, you know, it's 12 degrees outside, but it doesn't matter. The fat guy's got a shirt off and he's got the team name written on his stomach. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> but even like, it's almost become acceptable that being out of shape and being sedentary is funny. I mean, you've seen guys that have on the backs of their cars, you know, the 26.2 or the 13.1 stickers for marathons and half marathons. And then you got the guy that's got the 0.0 stickers. Maybe some of you guys actually have that on your vehicles. Like it's some sort of badge of honor that you think, you know, exercising is a stupid idea. Like, I don't really understand that, but you have guys that will say things like, you know, I'm in shape rounds a shape. Like you have guys like that, like, oh yeah, it's funny. Um, and here's the other thing that I think about it. When you type dad bods into Google, right? So you go to Google, you type in dad bods. 
every single one of the stories on the first page is positive. Like, like all the top articles portray it positively. So it's, you know, what do women like? Do they prefer the sculpted physique or the dad bod? Or here's the top 10 dad bods from 2018. Here's, you know, here's why a dad bod is is more healthy than a this bod. And it's everyone kind of taking their own uh, approach to why this is a positive thing. And I think it feeds into a lot what we see now, not as not as much with guys, but with women in kind of the biggest beautiful thing. And, and so uh, you see a lot of people, and if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, there's a lot of people now that, I mean, there's an advocate for everything now. There's advocates for abortion. There's advocates for Democratic or Republican parties. There are advocates for the NRA. But there's also advocates for fat people, for people that have made a lot of decisions to not take care of themselves. And instead of telling these people, hey, maybe you should make some better choices, maybe you should make some lifestyle changes, we're just going to be like, no, 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 we're just going to make it big as beautiful. It's kind of this this culture of no judgment but it's leading to a culture full of slobs. And, and so here's the thing. And some people are like, oh, well, what about people with thyroid issues? Guys, let me just take that, that big excuse out of there from the beginning. For every one person that has a legitimate thyroid issue, whether genetic or something just unique with them, there are probably 10,000 people that are just making bad decisions. They're eating too much and moving too infrequently, right? So... The thing about it here is there seems to be a dichotomy between the perception of what a dad bod is and why we talk about it the way that we do and why it's seen kind of flippant and the reality. So again, a, a difference between the perception and the reality. So there, there's a few things that I was thinking about whenever I was going through this. And the first is it's the perception is that it's just not a big deal culturally. Uh, it's just really not that big of a thing. It's just kind of a funny thing. But the reality is, is it's just, it's kind of like how every dad is portrayed in movies and TV. Like they're, they're portrayed as these useless dopes. I mean, especially on television, just think about, you know, some of your favorite sitcoms or things like that. And think about how the dad is always seen. Like maybe he's, you know, Phil from modern family or, you know, Michael Scott from the office or just these dopey guys, right? I know Michael Scott's not, not a dad in that show, but you kind of get the point. These guys are just dopes. And so I think this plays into that narrative that when a guy doesn't take care of himself, when he's just kind of sloppy, he drinks beer, he's got Cheeto dust in his, you know, chest pubes and all that. It's just like, oh gosh, that's so funny. That's, but it's the difference between perception and reality. So, so another perception is that women want men with a dad bod. But, but the reality is, is when you look further and you go deeper than these silly YouTube videos, women are actually just projecting their own insecurities on their beta male soft body dude in their life. I mean, seriously, seriously, just type in dad bod into Google. And I think like the third or fourth article, you're going to see, you know, these, it's always comes back to what a woman is attracted to. But when you, when you look at what these women say, and there's videos and there's blogs and there's different things. But when you look at what these women say in terms of why they like men with a dad bod, it's so unbelievably clear. You don't need a clinical psychology degree or, or background to realize these women are just projecting their insecurities. They want an out of shape man because maybe they're out of shape. Like, like they want a more rotund guy because right now they're in shape, but later maybe after kids or after they stop caring about the gym as much and they get a little bit rotund. It's just like, you know, they, they'll have something in common. Like he won't be able to like judge her as much. And it might seem like I'm being a little bit harsh, but that's the reality. 
I mean, we see this a lot of places like, you know, like people, like, like people, but we see people kind of flock in, in certain types of areas. So anytime that you've read research or even looked at documentaries of these people that are, you know, six, seven, 800 pounds or more or something like that, typically the people in their families are out of shape too. Not, not to this unbelievably, uh, you know, disgusting and sad degree, but it's one of those things that's really, really uh, sad because these people are, are like coming together like their own clan or their own like tribe or something like that. And it's just this tribe of, of extreme un, unhealthy people. Right. Uh, and there's one last kind of perception and reality I wanted to talk through. And the, the perception is that it's okay if a Christian man is out of shape that, you know, Jesus just loves us just the way we are. Right. But, but here's the reality. Jesus does love us to, to a degree that none of us can even fathom, but he doesn't just love us the way that we are. I mean, I mean, guys, just think about this logically. If he loved us just the way that we are, there would have been no reason for the cross. I mean, some of you, I know you probably thought I was like going to sacrilege town here for just a second, but that's the reality is Jesus does love us, but he requires something of us. And, and it's discipleship with him. It's our faith in him to be our savior, right? But let's kind of go back to the first thing about that perception is Most people think it's okay for a Christian man to be out of shape. Even if they've never like said that before or um, really talked through that, that's the reality. Like it truly is the reality for most people. They just think it's acceptable because if it, if it wasn't seen as something that was culturally acceptable or acceptable within the church, then just to be honest, and I'm going to push a little bit here, how many out of shape and dopey doughy pastors are there out there? Perhaps yours is. Perhaps your pastor is a guy that that so clearly is not taking care of his body. And I think that's a problem. I think that's obviously a problem. I mean, guys, if you've been following this podcast or following this ministry for any length of time, you kind of know where we land on things. Like it's all about cultivating manly resilience. We talk about spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. And I've said this before, and if you've seen any of our videos, like our our three-minute resilience boost or anything like that, your physicality is an act of worship. And and the thing about it is, for a lot of people, taking care of their bodies is really, really difficult. And so they'll, they'll kind of ignore the physical resilience and they'll focus on the other two, usually one or the other, either mental resilience or spiritual resilience. They just kind of focus on something else. But guys, I want to kind of go back to something that a lot of y'all are familiar with, which is, um, which is our devotional that's on the YouVersion Bible app. That's one of the first things we did as a, as a ministry, as a ministry, it's called Undaunted Life, a man's devotional. And so if you go on the YouVersion app or on Bible.com, you just type Undaunted Life into plans. And it's the, the one with the gray and black, uh, logo on there with the, with the black line on there. But I want to read to you guys from day 15 of that devotional because that devotional is a 21 day devotional. It was seven days dedicated to spiritual resilience. The next seven were to mental resilience and the last seven were to physical resilience. So on day 15 was kind of the first uh, lesson I wanted to do on physical resilience and what that looks like. And so some of you have read this before and typically I would just try to summarize something, but I really wanted to just read this devotional here to you in its entirety to kind of give you the reason why I'm talking about this in the way that I am, because it's really important. And I know some of you guys are maybe a little offended right now. Maybe you feel a little bit uh, like I'm coming down on you hard. And, and to be honest with you, I, I probably am. That's probably exactly what's happening to you right now. But um, the devotional scripture 
that was there for this devotional for this day was 1 Corinthians 6, and it's verses 19 and 20. So I'm going to read these verses real quick, and then I'm going to flip over to the devotional and read that to you. So here we go. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So guys, uh, if you want to follow along, again, I'll be on day 15 of the Undaunted Life of Man's devotional. But in the meantime here, I'm just going to go ahead and click there. So I'll give you guys a second to click there if you haven't quite gotten there yet. But again, I'll just be reading through this real quick. Um, And guys, I'm doing this because I really want this point to land with you. I don't want you to kind of miss what I'm saying. And, and you know, I've kind of thought through this and this was written a while ago and it's just kind of one of those things. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So here we go. This is day 15 of Undaunted Life, a man's devotional. And this is called a body of glorification. The third element of an undaunted life is to have physical resilience. Many men find respite in developing their physical strength while others neglect it almost entirely. However, the attainment of physical strength can help connect us to God in a unique way. Today's scripture is probably the most popular verse that refers to the literal bodies of believers in all of the New Testament. Most of us have probably heard this verse quoted in a plethora of contexts. The scripture can refer to many things about the body, such as physical purity and chastity, but we will focus on physical health and temperance. Paul leaves no wiggle room for us in these verses. In short, Paul would tell us the following things about our bodies. The Holy Spirit is housed there. We do not own our bodies. Our bodies were purchased at a high price, and we must use our bodies to glorify God. Easy to read, hard to do. Especially if you've heard this before, this verse before, it can be easy to glaze over the magnitude of it. However, we need scriptures like these to remind us about the importance of caring for our bodies. These verses can serve as anchor points for us as we try to start or maintain a healthy diet or exercise regimen. They can also help us if we are struggling to control our intake of food or alcohol. The reason is because God is not calling us to exercise several times a week just so we can feel better physically. Furthermore, God is not calling us to consume a healthy diet so we can fit comfortably into our favorite pair of jeans again. Also, God is not calling us to avoid overeating or getting drunk just so that it can be easier for us to get out of bed the next morning. While all of those things are good, God's reasoning is way better and more important than that. Our physical bodies were bought with a price. That price was the life of Jesus. It was a high price to pay, but God provided a way for the debt to be covered by his son. Since our bodies were purchased, we do not own them. I'll say that again. Since our bodies were purchased, we do not own them. Since we do not own them, we should not dictate how they are used. We should care for them as if we take Paul's words literally. If our bodies are temples for the Holy Spirit, then we should focus on making the temples as physically strong and healthy as we can. Would you say that your current diet and exercise regimen is honoring God up to the standard that he set? If yes, share your regimen with a friend who is not doing well in this area. If no, what changes can you make to improve your physical life today? Again, guys, that's from day 15 of Undaunted Life of Man's devotional on the Uversion Bible app. But again, physical resilience is incredibly, incredibly important. And I just got to be honest with you, I'm surrounded by way too many Christian men who just don't give a crap about this. They don't care at all about this. 
I mean, if you talk about spiritual, mental, and physical, I don't really know that one is necessarily more popular than the other. I know a lot of guys that just kind of shirk responsibility in all three of those areas. But here's the thing about physical resilience, guys, is you can see it. I mean, you've probably heard me say this before. You can see if someone's physically resilient or not. It's just, I mean, it's right there in front of you for for the most part. Some people have bad bodies. That's not, that's not most people. There's not a whole lot of people out there that really, really do take care of themselves that, man, they just have bad bodies. And here's the thing that I want to kind of get into, because obviously with most podcasts, I try to kind of prescribe something or try to change something for you, but I'm just going to go ahead and get ahead of some of you guys. Cause I can already feel the excuses as I'm sitting here recording this. I can already feel some of you guys and the dispute, the excuses that you're going to come up with for why this doesn't apply to you or why it's not really possible or blah, blah. So I kind of came up with my own excuse generator. And I'm going to go ahead and be an excuse destroyer all at the same time. So to all the guys who say uh, that, you know, that I don't have enough time to work out, guys, there is literally always time to work out. You're just doing it wrong. I mean, this is one of the easiest ones. So I was talking to a guy here recently and we were talking about physical resilience a little bit. And, you know, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, whenever I calculate um, up all my hours, I kind of counted up all my, my hours of the day and kind of what I'm doing. And, you know, when I get to the end of my calculation, I only have an hour to myself every day. I just, I just can't have the time to work out because I only have an hour to myself. And I think the guy told me that thinking I would be like, yeah, bro, you're right. You only have 60 minutes to yourself every day. Yeah, dude, you, you couldn't possibly work out. And, and I didn't know this guy well enough to be like, to really come at him really hard like that. But it was just kind of like, really? No, that, I'm, I'm not going to commend you for that. Because the other side of that is, dude, you got a whole hour to yourself? A whole hour? That's nuts. Most people don't have that time. They don't have maybe 20 minutes in the day. But the thing about it is if you don't have time to work out, it's probably because you're doing the process of working out wrong, right? So you probably have a gym membership to a gym that's 15, 20 minutes away from your house or further. And so you're, you're driving, you know, 15 minutes to the gym. And then you, once you get to the gym, that's when you change. And so that takes another 10 or 15 minutes. And then you're kind of on Instagram and checking, checking things while you're going to the bathroom. And then you finally make it out to the floor. And, you know, you just kind of put around for a while. And by the time it's all said and done, by the time you've taken your four or five minute breaks in between sets while you're on Instagram or like, you know, farting around with your fantasy football roster or something like that, an hour and a half later, you're done. You're done working out, right? You're barely sweating, but but you're done working out. Then you go into the, the showers and you take a shower, you get changed, you get dressed, and then you drive back home. So by the time it's all said and done, this is like a two or three hour long deal. If that's how you work out, I'm with you. You don't have enough time to work out. Like who wants to do that? That's ridiculous. Like, that's the thing I don't understand about a lot of guys is it's just like, how are you spending all this time in the gym? First of all, you're not even working that hard, but what are you doing? Are you here to work out? Are you here to socialize? Like what exactly are you doing? So for for most of these people, you have the time to work out. You can work out at your house. That was, that was the thing that I was talking to my Sunday school here recently. And that was the thing is people that are like, oh, I don't really have time to work out or I don't have a gym membership or, you know, money's tight right now. It's like, great. Do you know how much you can do with the human body and mother earth? Like you can do just about everything, right? You're, you're not going to set the world on fire at a deadlift competition, but you can get pretty dang strong. You can get ripped. Just need your body. And here's another excuse to all of the, I just don't know enough about diet and exercise guys. Guys, you have a supercomputer in your pocket. <laughs> Most of you are listening to this podcast on a supercomputer, your iPhone or your Android or something like that. You're listening to it. like. 
The, the wealth of knowledge that's out there about exercise and diet is ridiculous. And here's the thing about diet. I'll just go ahead and tell you from the beginning. It is wicked confusing. It's crazy confusing. I mean, if you've been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast here recently, he's had a bunch of guys on that are debating keto versus non-keto, you know, uh, high fat versus low fat. And what's the best diet for this person and someone from this part of the world. And the general consensus is after hours and hours of podcast listening, no one has a freaking clue. No one really knows, except that we know sugar is bad. Essentially, we know sugar is bad. Everything else is pretty much debatable. But the thing about it is, is you can just stumble upon an exercise regimen online. Like you can just close your eyes and type random things into YouTube and probably find a workout. I mean, there's so much out there. It's just that a lot of you are unwilling to go out there and get it. Another excuse is to all the, you know, I'm just worried about getting injured if I do something different like jujitsu, like those types of guys. Guys, I mean, this one's simple. Just sack up. I mean, I'm not saying like if you don't do jujitsu, you're not a man. That's not what I'm saying. But when it comes to physical resilience, I personally, and I've played every sport under under the sun, there's nothing that has taught me more about physical resilience than doing jujitsu. And jujitsu is everywhere. It's like karate in the 80s until people found out it wasn't a real fighting style. Like just, I mean, for real, like doing something like jujitsu, doing something that's really, really difficult. I mean, so many guys, that's just like their, their ultimate excuse. It's just like, ah, you know, I'm probably going to get hurt. I mean, I have been going to the Forge in Edmond for almost a year and a half, and I've gone to three or four classes a week, and I've, it's not that it can't happen, but I've yet to see a serious injury. No broken bones, like no concussions, like not, nothing crazy, no one broke their neck, no one's paralyzed. Like It's just, it's like this outsized fear of something that's not really that common. I mean, guys get way more hurt doing like intramural basketball or YMCA pickup games or, or flag football or something like that. They get way more injured doing stuff like that, blowing out their hamstrings, like rolling their ankles, like guys falling and breaking their shoulders or tear the rotator cuff. Like that stuff happens all the time. So it's like, you know, the moment somebody suggests something that's a little bit more difficult, you like run away, run the other direction. I don't understand that. And here's another excuse to all the, I'm just not in a season right now where I can focus on my health guys. Like those types of guys. Here, I want to be very clear in this message. So, so if you tune me out, tune me back in. So tune me back in. Stop using your families or your job or an injury you sustained back in high school as your excuse to not take care of yourself. I mean, you're literally saving time now, but you're deleting it off the end of your life. That's the reality of what you're doing here. So this, oh, I only have an hour uh, of time to myself guy who's using that as an excuse not to take care of himself. Or, you know, it's just a really, uh, really, you know, tough season with my business. And, you know, it's just really hard at home right now, like to that guy. Okay. You're saving time now, but you're deleting it off the end of your life. I'll say it again. Like that, that's what you're doing. And even if time isn't an issue, let's say you get the same amount of time. Will your body even work like you want it to at that age? Because that's the other thing. People are like, you know, I could get hit by a bus. Let's assume no one gets hit by a bus or attacked by a pack of wild dogs or something like that. If you're living to a certain age, which for most of the people listening to this podcast, your life expectancy is somewhere in the late 70s to, to mid 80s. Like, do you want your bodies to work out at that age in your 60s and 70s? I know I do. I'm doing the things right now to take care of myself. So when you talk about a season of life, that's an unbelievably undefined period of time. We know how long a baseball season lasts, starts in March, usually ends in October. Every now and then it bleeds into November. Like we know exactly when the college football season ends. We already know when the national title game is. We know when the Super Bowl is in 2019, but 
a season of life, no one can really define what that looks like. And so when you say in this season of life, I can't really focus on my health, you're basically giving yourself carte blanche to be like, ah, well, I don't guess I really need to focus on my health ever. And I guess the last excuse I kind of came up with, and I know there's a billion more, but these are just the main ones I get all the time is to all of the, I just can't sustain motivation to work out or have a good diet guys to y'all. I'll make it simple. Discipline over motivation. Discipline over motivation. I'm getting on my Jocko Willink now because here's the thing about motivation guys, or, you know, feeling fired up to do something. If you only get fired up every now and then when you, when you see, you know, uh, an Instagram guy, an Instagram workout guy, and then you're like, oh man, that's awesome. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get motivated for that. Or when there's a 5k coming up, you know, a turkey trot coming up in Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do that. Or, you know, there's this competition coming up, or maybe there's something you want to do. If you're just up and down with your motivation, I just got to tell you guys, work your discipline. Because here's the thing about discipline. Discipline is a muscle. It's one of my favorite things to say. Discipline is a muscle. You have to exercise it. Like you have to work it out. If discipline isn't exercised, it will get weaker. It will wane. You just have to create this, this, this overwhelming sense of having to do something. So, so guys, I just got to tell you, I work out pretty much every single day of the week. Saturday may be the only day that I take off in a week but I typically do something on Saturday, maybe an active rest or I sneak a sneak something in, but I don't want to wake up early and go to 6am jujitsu. I don't want to do that for the most part. I don't want to wake up early and lift weights in my garage. I don't want to do those things, but discipline has required it of me to do that because strength begets more strength. Resilience begets more resilience. And you don't get there unless you make it a part of who you are. I mean, you, I know guys right now that are on like 1200 calorie crash diets or, you know, they're on this crazy unsustainable, you know, physical journey that they just can't possibly turn into a lifestyle of health. But it's just like, man, just find something that works for you. There's so many resources. I'm going to go into some here in a little bit because I want this for you guys, but I can't do it for you. And, and the real quick thing that I want to, want to give you guys, and some of y'all have heard me talk about this before, and this is really quick, is just overall training tips. Because I see a lot of mistakes people make with their training regiments, a lot of mistakes. And, and part of the reason why I recognize those mistakes is because I've made them. Like, guys, I'd never had someone like teach me how to do a lot of this stuff. I've had to learn it a lot on my own. I started lifting kind of on my own when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. Never had a lot of coaching. It's stuff that I've had to kind of go back and change on my own. But the three tips that I would give you guys in terms of training is train now, train hard, and train tough. And so let's talk about train now. I literally mean train now. I don't mean, you know, <laughs> hop out of your car in traffic and do a bunch of push-ups, even though that'd be pretty dope. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't, don't be unsafe. But most people, they're going to be like, all right, next week. So you're, maybe you're listening to this on Thursday when it came out. You're going to be like, all right, Monday, Monday, that, that's with new me, new me. I'm going to make that happen. Or January 1st, you know, new year, new me. Let's make this happen, right? You know, you're not going to make it happen. Maybe you work out Monday, wonder what you're going to be doing on Tuesday when you're sore. I bet you're not working out. Train now. Do it today. That's the first thing. The second is train hard. A lot of guys, like I kind of alluded to earlier, they go to the gym and they're basically farting around. They're not doing anything. They're not working hard. They're just kind of there. They're checking the box. I went to the gym today. What'd you do? Ah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The thing is, is most guys don't train very hard. 
And and I've talked to some some buddies of mine that are like former collegiate athletes and stuff like that. It's such a mental thing too, training hard. It's so mental because you get to this point where you're kind of comfortable with the workouts you've done and you know, you kind of stick to the things you're good at. Like maybe you're a good distance runner. So you run a little bit more distance maybe than you should, or maybe you're a great sprinter. And so you're always running sprints as opposed to distance, or maybe you're, you know, you're kind of, you got a squatter's body. So you spend a lot of time squatting. You're not doing as many pull-ups like that type of thing. If you're going to have physical resilience, you have to train yourself to do things that your body maybe isn't that used to, or isn't even built for. And last thing is train tough. Part of the thing about training is people tend to only train in conditions that are favorable to them. So I talked about that a little bit, doing things that are just better for your body, right? Maybe you're more fast twitch, so you're doing a lot of sprinty, you know, plyo type things. But at the end of the day, you've got to challenge yourself. And one of the easiest ways to do that is with inclement conditions. If you followed us on Instagram, you've seen I've done that before. You know, this summer, you know, when it was really, really hot out, I said to do this safely, but I would put on sweatshirts and sweatpants and stuff like that. And I would work out outside when it was over 100 degrees. You know, I stayed safe. I stayed hydrated and all those different things. But the thing about it is, is what if you're in a situation where it's wicked hot and you have to go miles and miles to potentially save your life or save someone else's life? Are you ready for that? Are you mentally ready? Have you, have you gone into the deep end there? I remember one time last year, it was down to like, 10 or 11 degrees in Oklahoma. It doesn't normally get that cold in Oklahoma. And so I ran a bunch of sprints outside just in a pair of shorts, right? And it's just kind of like, all right, you know, I wanted to inoculate my body to those, those crazy conditions. That's what training tough is. And guys, it sucked. It was terrible. Like I didn't enjoy it. But think about if, you know, you're in a situation, your car breaks down and you're in literally in the middle of nowhere and it's snowing. What are you going to do? Like you're a few miles away from the nearest town and you've got to go. Your family's in the car. You know, phones aren't working, dad. Like there's not going to be another car driving down on this road, dad. You're going to sit there in the car and freeze or you're going to go do something about it. You're going to go fix it. If you train tough, you're going to be more resilient in that type of situation. And I know I keep talking about physical resilience. I do want to talk a little bit about this. There's a major difference when I'm talking about physical resilience versus physical strength. A major difference. And so the thing about strength is most of the time people are like, yeah, I'm trying to get strong or trying to get my strength up. They don't normally talk about their physical resilience. And this is why I like to talk about resilience more because strength is kind of up and down. It's kind of everywhere. And any of you guys out there that are power lifters or or that you've done any power lifting over a length of time, there are just days when you are strong. You just feel good. Like you you put, you put a, maybe an extra plate on either side. Like you just feel really good. Everything about you feel like you're loose and strong. And then there are days where you are just not strong at all. I had a day, I, like this morning, when I was lifting this morning, it was just like, man, I'm just not as strong today. It didn't mean I took the workout off. I still did it. I still pushed the weight that I could push, but just wasn't as physically strong. I mean, even the world's strongest man, like right now, the defending world's strongest man is Half Thor Bjornsson from, from Iceland. He's six foot eight, like, which is not exactly the best body for somebody that does powerlifting and in all these strongman competitions, typically you want to be a little bit more squatty, like for, for deadlift stuff and, and squat stuff, like you want to be a little bit shorter, but the guy's just an incredible, incredible athlete. But the day after the last Arnold Classic or the last World Strongest Man competition or the Europe Strongest Man competition, the day after, I guarantee you, he wasn't the strongest man in the world. His body was broken down. He, you know, he kind of pushed himself to the limit. There was somebody else on the planet earth that was stronger than half the Orbjornsson. There was somebody else. His strength had waned, but here's the other thing. Let's say he wasn't, let's say even afterwards, he's still the strongest man in the world. What about 20 years from now? 
pretty sure this guy's in his 30s. When he's in his 50s, I can guarantee you that he won't be as strong as he is today. Like, he's literally one of the strongest people that's ever been on the, the planet, right? In 20 years, he won't be. 30 years, he certainly won't be. His strength will be gone. He'll still have some of it, but he won't have all of it that he, that he had in his youth. But he can literally have resilience, physical resilience, until the day that he dies. That's the ability to bounce back. That's the ability to, to go into hard situations and physically be able to stand up to the task, whatever that task is in front of you, right? And so I think that's really, really important to think about. Think about that when you're training. Like, this is not me advocating for you training yourself into the ground. You need to be able to still take care of yourself. But at the end of the day, are you being purposeful with this? Or are you just kind of farting around? Just kind of mess in a little bit, you know, maybe go to the gym for a week and then you take a couple weeks off. Is that what your workout regimen has been for your life? But, but really, I just have to bring it back. Are you honoring God with your physicality when you do that? Now, don't get it twisted, guys. I'm not saying if you don't have a six pack that God can't use you. But I mean, and go into the devotional. There are guys that, that God used in the Old Testament. And a lot of guys really don't like when I bring this up. It's usually because they're one of the people that's not in shape. But there were guys that God used their physicality. And these guys didn't have to go and get ready. These were guys that were just ready. They didn't have to go train for what God had for them. And God can accomplish anything he wants to through us or anybody or anything. But he was using these men that were already ready. They were already physically grizzled and physically prepared for what God was going to send them into. So let's say God had that calling for you to go and do something that was highly physical, that was going to bring him glory and spread the good news. Would you be ready? Are you ready right now to do something like that? I mean, this isn't that crazy of a scenario, guys. This is real life. Are you ready? And I think I want to wrap up the podcast here with this, this quote. It's literally one of my favorite quotes by Bob Hoffman. It's this. If you put off until another day your good intentions to normalize your body, it won't help. The road to despair and unhappiness is paved with good intentions lost along the way. Guys, there's a lot of people that want to be in shape. There's a lot of people that, <clears throat> oh gosh, you know, if I could, if I could run that next turkey trot, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Man, if I could finish an Ironman, that, that'd be so cool. Or gosh, if I could just, you know, run up and down the court a few times with my buddies, even in my old age, like, I think that'd be really, really nice. There's a lot of good intentions out there, but that's not going to make it happen. Wishing it and wanting it and hoping for it, that's not going to happen. Most of the guys listening to this podcast, you're able-bodied dudes. Your bodies work. You're not quadriplegic. You don't have some sort of degenerative bone disease that if you, you know, step wrong, your entire leg's going to explode. So let's just be realistic, guys. If your body works, God can use it. So you need to work it out. All right, guys, before I let you go, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know, by now, we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And specifically, we do that by providing content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. So today, obviously, we're focusing on physical resilience. And so I'm going to go over some <clears throat> some things that, that would be good for y'all if you're wanting to make a few changes. Some of these things we've already talked about at different points, but I just want to get you started with some of these resources. 
So the first two things I want to talk to you, or the first three things actually, are books that are on uh, the Undaunted Life website, and it's uh, undaunted.life backslash book list. And these are some of the books that kind of deal with health that will help you guys. The first is Starting Strength by Mark Ripto. So this is a guy who is a legend in the powerlifting community, and he's really big on on form. And so this is like your anti-CrossFit guy, essentially. So CrossFit is like, hey, let's do as many dangerous workouts as fast as possible with as much weight as possible. So, you know, some people out there do that and, and they work great, but Mark Ripto is not that guy. So, uh, he's a, he's a guy that really focuses on form and, and making sure that you get the most out of your strength lifts. So that's a great book, great resource for you guys. The second one is bigger, leaner, stronger by Michael Matthews. If that sounds familiar, it's because we've talked about it here on this podcast. I did an entire episode, uh, back a few months ago on bigger, leaner, stronger. That is a great resource for you guys. If you're wanting to know more about different workout regimens, but also diet. He goes into a ton of detail about diet because, you know, a good workout regimen doesn't always clean up a bad diet. And so this is a fantastic, fantastic uh, book. Uh, and if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, like I said, just go back a few months ago, you'll find it. It's called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. Another book is The Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, and that's by Jocko Willink. And so obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of Jocko Willink here on this podcast, but that is a really fantastic book. It won't take you but an hour to read it. But in the back of that book, there are three different workout plans. Now, I don't necessarily advocate the way that Jocko Willink works out. A lot of the things that Jocko does can very easily go into the overtraining category. He's definitely a little bit different genetically in in terms of some of the things that he does. But really, at the end of the day, uh, he, he's a great motivation. And some of these workouts at the end of that book are really, really fantastic. And the last thing, again, I just left the link here for you guys, but it's the Undaunted Life of Man's devotional, version devotional. So for some of you, that's how you got introduced to Undaunted Life. And that's kind of where it all started. And I think up to this point, close to 50,000 people or so have, have completed that. It's been shared around a lot. I get emails and messages all the time about guys that are taking their teams through it or, or taking their Sunday school through it or something like that. So, um, the last seven days focus on physical resilience. So if you want to skip to day 15 and kind of read from there and then go back to day one, I think that'd be good for you. All right, guys, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen or share this on social media. And when you do so, use the hashtag UndauntedLife. We'll be sure to find the post and give it a thumbs up. Guys, if we deserve a five-star review, please leave us one. That is how this podcast will continue to grow and how people will continue to find it. And when you leave a review, leave two or three sentences to let us know what about the content that you like. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the remainder of 2018 and the first part of 2019. So if you want me to come speak, speak to your team, to your company, to your Sunday school, to your event, whatever. Just hit me up at info at undaunted.life. Again, that's info at undaunted.life. Our website is www.undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at undauntedlife or facebook.com backslash undauntedlife. As we've already discussed, you can find our free devotionals on the Uversion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music library for our content. The intro-outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep cultivating manly resilience, keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness, keep seeking the Lion of Judah.